Welcome to another week of It's Just My Thoughts, and I'm your host, Mika Reeves. And what the fuck is good, y'all? So last week I wasn't here. Um, I was celebrating my birthday, and that was basically a week event. So I have been building up, um, I've been working so much. I think I talked about that a little bit. Like my job has been extremely affected by COVID to where I've had to work uh, extremely long hours. I have to work a lot. Um, so life has been really busy and it's been going on since basically March, uh, like February, March. And so, um, I basically knew that I was going to take time off. I take the week off every year for my birthday. And so that really didn't change. So this year though, I really was ready to take the week off, relax, do some shit, you know? And, uh, so that's pretty much what I spent the time doing. Um, let's see, I tried some new restaurants, um, on, I, I live in Charlotte, North Carolina. So on Wednesday was my birthday. I turned 37 and I'm going to actually talk about that a little bit later, but on my birthday, uh, I went and got an amazing dinner. got some Wagyu. That was actually my last time having beef. I'm giving up beef for a while. I prior to COVID, I didn't eat beef for, I think six, seven years. And then COVID happened. And then I was just like, fuck the world, fuck this. And I, we started eating beef again. So <laughs> So, uh, so I gotta give that shit up because, um, just for, I, I don't know, I might, I might come back. Right. But right now I'm giving up beef. So that was my last who were on my birthday. And then, uh, one of my, uh, friend of the show, Shantae, she came down to Charlotte. Um, her birthday is day after mine. So her birthday's on Thursday. So Friday night we went out and we kind of peeked our heads in these COVID streets. And so we went out and that was pretty fun. And then Saturday, uh, we went out again and we got like some tacos and some drinks and shit like that at this place called Southbound here in Charlotte. And so, you know, it was, it was really good. Um, I enjoyed myself. I did miss talking to you guys. So going forward, like we'll be back on schedule. Uh, it was my intentions to record during the week and just, you know, post it later, but then I just didn't, I just gave myself a mental break. So I had to take a mental health break and relax, chill, read some books. So it was really good. I feel really refreshed going back to work and finishing out, you know, the year. And, uh, yeah. So I want to say, um, happy birthday to friend of the show, Shantae, friend of the show, Myra, her birthday just passed as well. Uh, and so I want, Oh, Taylor, friend of the show, me and Taylor actually share the same birthday. So I definitely want to give them shots out. Um, because they are now part of our, it's just my thoughts village. And, uh, yeah, so that's all I've been up to. So let's just roll into the, um, mantra of the week. And then after that, we'll jump into a deep dive. I have, uh, two topics to discuss and then we'll go into the thought of the week. So let's just get into it. So for today's mantra, it is, I matter, my needs matter, my dreams matter. I am valuable, worthy, and important. I love this when I saw this because um, I think when your birthday comes, and I know especially for myself, I always sit and think about things that I want to accomplish in my next trip around the sun, uh, things that I need to be working on, um, things that I know that I'm capable of doing, uh, goals that I have how I'm going to accomplish them, how I can accomplish them. And so I like to go into my birthday, like, you know, with these, um, reflections. So I usually spend a lot of time leading up 
but also on my birthday, like really being reflective about the year that passed things that I could have, you know, maybe worked on or things I need to kind of kick in gear, you know, so I can accomplish some of the things that, you know, I set out to do and, and work on. So, um, I really loved that when I saw that and it really resonated with me. And don't forget, if you like these mantras, I, I, I grab these mantras. I look at them every morning on I am mantra on Twitter. Um, just want to let you know where I find these at. I also look at Myra's. She posts uh, mantras. She just posted a good one the other day. Um, I might actually say it next week for the show, but um, in two of the talks with Myra. So pop over there and uh, look at her mantras as well. And so let's just jump into the deep dive. All right. So this week I have two things I wanted to discuss. The first one I want to start with is to talk about this complicated tale of Nicki Minaj. Uh, it's, uh, it's a weird one to me, honestly. So last week I was actually going to discuss Nicki Minaj talking about COVID. I'm not sure if you guys saw that or not. I didn't discuss it because oh, I just thought it was so freaking stupid. Um, but just to give a condensed version. So Nicki Minaj, you know, she kind of was talking about how she didn't go to the VMA. She didn't go to the Met Gala because they were requiring you to get uh, the vaccination or whatever. Um, she basically then posts saying that her cousin friend, um, got the vaccine and then he became infertile or some shit like that. And right before he was about to get married and then the woman ended up leaving him that turned into a whole big mess because like literally, um, they had the whole entire like country, you know, talking about like, yo, this is fucking fake news. Like this shit didn't even fucking happen. And because she's basically giving a conspiracy theory and she did say like, I'm, I'm willing, I'm, I'm researching the vaccine. Da, da, da. My thing is this with Nikki in regards to the two words. I think people have the right to have freedom of speech. I think you have the right to, um, you know, have your beliefs, but I'd also think, I, I just hate that celebrities sometimes don't think about the platform they have. I, I could be semi wrong on this, but I don't think I am. But I think Nicki Minaj has like 22 million followers, maybe. That's what I want to say. Um, that's a lot of fucking followers. And so when you when you say stuff like that and, you know, you have a platform and that's a lot of fucking people. I'm seeing her looking it up now just to see. Oh, I'm lying. So on Instagram, she has 158 million followers. It's fucking crazy. And I don't even know how many on Twitter because she was removed off Twitter due to what she said about COVID. Um, and so it's like, I think when you, when you say stuff like that, I think you have to be really careful and really mindful because, you know, you have people that sit and listen and then, uh, you know, they feel the way they feel like, honestly, like I got the vaccine. All my friends got the vaccine, like every single, every single one of my friends, um, for the most part. And so, you know, when we're around each other, like we still wear a mask and we still are pretty, you know, safe and appropriate because I'm ready to get the fuck out of COVID. You know, my kid is in school. Um, you know, jazz, my other kid, like she works in the hospital. My sister works in the hospital. I mean, it's so many people that I personally know that's like extremely affected by it. You know, most of my sorority sisters and my friends are in the school system. They work with kids right now. COVID is rampant in children right now. So it's really fucking scary. And I just think that, you know, if you don't feel comfortable, do your research. Pfizer is FDA approved. I mean, I, I don't, I don't get it. Me personally. I really don't. Um, I, I never, it's just crazy. I, I just think this whole thing with COVID has been crazy. And I just feel like, you know, 
I honestly think this is going to be like our new normal for a long time because it just doesn't seem like we're getting out of the shit that's going on. And it doesn't seem like people really give a fuck. Like, I think they said in order to get like herd immunity, we had to be, I think as a country, maybe what, 85%, 90%, some shit like that, but we're never going to get it. Okay. We're never going to get it because I mean, you have people protesting, you know, wearing a mask and making their children wear masks, even though like COVID is running through these kids right now. It is just the most insane shit to me. But anyway, so that happened, right? So this is Mika theory, my thoughts. I think she was saying this dumb shit to take attention off the other shit that's going on. To me, I think the main shit that we should be talking about, not this fucking shit she's talking about in regards to COVID, because the shit she's talking about COVID is fucking ignorant, right? Like, I don't even know why you would even be telling your cousin friend business. I thought it was all just fucking stupid. I'm like, throw the whole damn Twitter away. But I think she's taking attention off her husband. Let me tell you why. So we know that Nicki Minaj's husband is a sex offender. He was charged with raping a young lady when he was 16 and she was 16. So this was in, I think I want to say, y'all know I don't be looking shit up before I come on here. I'll just be talking. I want to say this happened in 94, right? So everybody's kind of like, well, why are they bringing it up now? But the problem is, is that when he lived in New York, he, I also think he went to jail too for manslaughter too. So when he lived in New York, he was in New York and him and Nikki were together. Then they moved to, and he was, and also he was, uh, he was registered as sex offender. So when they moved to Los Angeles, he had like 10 days, I think, like it's required by law to say that you were a sex offender. He didn't do it. So then they, something happened there. So then he still had time. They gave him like six months or some shit to register as a sex offender. And he still did not register as a sex offender. So now this shit does spiral into something else. And now he has like federal charges for failing to register as a sex offender. It's fucking crazy because you, you, you did rape that girl, right? So instead of him just registering to be a sex offender and just doing what the fuck he's supposed to do and just keep on going with his life. They in turn have been bullying the, the young lady that was raped back in the day. They have, they have been harassing her and stalking her. Mind you, she did say this before. So now she's officially like suing them because she's like, I've had to move three, four times. You know, I got kids. I'm a fucking afraid Basically, uh, Nicki Minaj called her and was like, you know, we can take care of this. Come on out to LA, like some, some goon shit. Like they sent people to her house, some crazy shit. So basically what they've been trying to do is in order to get him out of trouble, cause now he's in trouble. Now he is up, he faces up to 10 years in prison, right? For not fulfilling to register for a, for a sex offender. They're trying to get her to recant her story of being raped, right? And say it never happened. And that way, if she recant her story, then in turn, the whole shit with him being a rapist in general be dropped. And then in turn, the shit that's going on in Los Angeles with him failing to, you know, uh, register as a sex offender would be gone because he would never be, he wouldn't technically be a sex offender. So poof, it'll all go away. So they've been trying to bully her and do scare tactics with her to try to get her to say that she really wasn't raped. Y'all listen, 
I think as a woman, right? Because he definitely raped the girl. He went to jail for raping the girl. It was proven that he raped the girl. And whether it was when he was 16, whatever, at 16, I, I have a son, okay, like who's 18 years old. My son is 16, knew what the fuck consent is. And if you fucking raping somebody, and he, and he did it by knife point, um, you knew what the fuck you were doing, right? My thing that's disappointing to me is Nicki Minaj because when you're raped um, or something is taken from you, right? People might say, well, this happened so long ago. It don't fucking matter. Do you understand that trauma and the way trauma can be? Your trauma could be locked away where that shit might not even fucking come out until you're 40. You see what I'm saying? Like, it happened at 16, but the shit, who knows when her shit might have emerged. Or who knows if she had the capabilities or the resources to go and talk through fucking trauma. That's fucking trauma, yo, and it's some bullshit. And you can completely alter somebody's life by this, this, you know, this is life altering shit. I think it's a woman as a woman is disappointing that she is just like, I think it's weird in general that she, I mean, I guess he, I, what was he a childhood friend or something? But I just personally think like, I don't give a fuck if you raped somebody when you was 10. Like, I, I can't fuck with you. You know what I'm saying? 16, like, and you raped somebody by knife point. Nah, Mm-mm. no. And I asked myself, you know, no, mm-mm. no, I couldn't do it. And I mean, it speaks to a lot of shit. And I just feel like, you know, I mean, her, her husband is just like a regular dude, you know, a little hood dude from, from, you know, uh, where she from. And I'm just like, you know, from the neighborhood and I'm like, I don't get, why don't you just fuck with somebody else? I mean, I don't, I don't get it. I mean, Nicki Minaj is like a huge fucking star, like whether people find her annoying or whatever. Um, I don't get it. I don't. And it's disappointing because as a woman, I would never call a woman and be like, yo, um, say he didn't do it. I'll pay you. Are you fucking crazy? Like, are you fucking crazy? Like and stupid, like for real, for real, that, that shit is just crazy to me. So that, that, that whole thing is just, um, disturbing to say the least. And all because he just failed to register when it's just like, why didn't, why didn't you just register as a sex offender? You, you are a sex offender. You have to do that. Like that's by law. You should do it because you're a fucking sex offender. Like, child, I don't know. I don't know what's going to come from that. So now she's suing them and she has every, she has every reason. So, and she, and she literally uh, was like that she was afraid and she was like, this shit has just been traumatizing. And I do believe that with trauma, I'm sure the shit rehashes and reshakes up and re and makes your trauma reemerge. And now it's back in your thoughts. Something maybe you try to close the door on. It's a really fucked up situation. It's a, whew, I don't know. So my last thing I want to talk about. Um, so over the weekend, I'm sitting here scrolling on Twitter and I see Essence say Kelly Price is missing and that, you know, they've officially opened an investigation. So I'm like, what the fuck? Kelly Price. First of all, I love fucking Kelly Price. Okay. Like I'm a Kelly Price stan. Love her. Mirror, Mirror and Soulful Woman is one of my, it's two of my favorite fucking CDs. I still listen to them to this day. Um, so I'm, my heart being fast, right? Cause I'm like, yo, we have experienced so much fucking shit. So instantly I'm like, please God, do, do not let something be wrong with Kelly Price because I feel like we have experienced so much fucking loss and I'm just, just, I can't take it. Right. So let's just talk about this for a moment. Let's unpack this. So then like, 
uh, I think the next day. Um, so this goes, this goes viral, right? It's everywhere, right? Let me just back up. It's everywhere. And, um, it's like, you know, basically telling the story about how, like, you know, her family, uh, haven't heard from her, her, she hasn't talked to her kids since like the beginning of August in July. Like I remember she had posted saying she had COVID. She was then in ICU, but still battling COVID. And then, then she left the hospital while she was still sick and no one haven't heard from her. They said that the boyfriend really wasn't like, uh, cooperating like as far as like he wasn't really letting them like in the house um some really weird shit so that when i so when i first saw this i was like lord i hope it ain't no foul play like i it, it's still it's still kind of weird to me right so then like maybe like uh, the next day right um early morning day or maybe it was like in the middle of the night they said that they released a statement saying kelly price's attorney saying that She's safe. Um, and that basically she was in an undisclosed location getting treatment for COVID still. Some shit like that. Okay, so here's my thing. Um, is she okay? So then then later in the day, the sister speaks out and was like, I haven't laid eyes on my sister in more than a month. And I don't give a fuck what this attorney is saying until I actually see her. I don't feel like she's safe, which I feel her. Cause it was that, if that was my fucking sister, I talk to my sister every single day. Okay. If I haven't seen or heard myself, like, like we literally FaceTime talk every single day, all throughout the fucking day. If I, if I just randomly just stop hearing from my fucking sister, um, I would be saying the same shit. So, uh, the whole thing is weird. Um, I definitely hope that we actually physically see Kelly price soon. Cause they said that she's safe. So if she is safe, I hope that we, you know, see that she's safe. And, and like, and when I say we, you know, I'm saying like her family, her loved ones, you know, like her real life shit. Right. And also, you know, the fans, you know, we're there, but I hope that she's okay. And I hope she's safe because this shit don't sound right. And it's scary. So it's just, I, I don't know. Like I kind of talked about this the last episode and I'm like, you know, I'm gonna say it again. Like in these times that we in right now and we in some fucking shaky ass times i mean i really feel that way like people just dropping off this earth left and right every time i log into social media somebody in the past like i mean it's crazy and it's not just like i'm not even talking about just celebrity wise i'm talking about like family and friends like you log on or your friends and you see somebody every day and i'm like you know we definitely need to make sure that we are telling people how we feel about them while they're here that we're checking in on people, even your strong friends, definitely check on your strong friends and make sure they're okay. Because people are still working from home. People are still at home with their kids doing virtual school. Like just because we think and the world thinks that we're out of these COVID streets and everything is just, oh, everything's good. It's not. And people are still affected and people are still really sick and people are still getting sick and people are still dealing with the aftermath of maybe not having a job and every fucking thing else. So like it's real out here. You know, and it's and we have to remember that. Check on your village, all that good stuff. I I say that literally all the time. I really mean it, especially in times like these, because it's just scary, you know. But that's all I have for the deep dive. I want y'all to share your thoughts with me. Tell me, um, tell me what you think. Tell me your thoughts. So this week for the thought of the week, I wanted to just kind of just talk. I wanted to give just like a reflective piece, things that I thought about this week in regards to my birthday. 
um, things that I'm thankful for and just talk about some things that I'm, that I'm, you know, still working on and trying to get there. So let's just jump into the thought of the week. All right. So for the thought of the week, I wanted to just talk about my birthday. So this this year I turned 37, you know, another trip around the sun and this year I felt so different this year. Uh, I felt different unlike any other birthday. Um, I've spoken a lot about just my journey that I've been on and my healing journey. And honestly, part of my journey has just been trying to uh, master or figure out self-happiness, right? And self-love. And uh, that's been all part of my journey as well. But the happiness piece has been something that Um, I definitely have been trying to work on in general. Um, When I first started my therapy journey, you know, I was really broken. Honestly, I, I was a lot of things, right? Uh, I don't think that I ever really took the time to really put care in myself. I don't really think that I knew who I was or, and who I wanted to be. And so when I first started, I was trying to figure that out. And then as you know, I would, well, when I first started, I really honestly needed to heal from just hurt, you know, my childhood, you know, and really talk out, uh, some of the shit that just bothered me, you know, uh, some of the things that, you know, was wrong. And, uh, so I started there and I really, really got to the root of the hurt. And the thing is that I tell people, you know, therapy is a fucking beast, right? Because it's not one of those things where you go and you leave out and you're like, oh, I feel great. You know, like now I might go and be like, yeah, I feel great because I got some shit out. But at the beginning, like, no, I didn't feel that way. Like, actually, a lot of times when I left, I felt like shit, you know, because you're talking about shit that you probably done packed away, you know, and I just had so much shit packed away, so much shit. I still be talking about shit that I've been like, damn, I forgot about that. You know, just because it's, it's like they kind of lock her away, you know, especially when you're a kid. And so, um, so yeah, so I would leave just feeling like shit and I just kept pressing through. I never quit the journey. And I mean, there was plenty of times where I was like, man, I do not want to go to therapy today. I do not want to be fucking sad, you know, but I just kept pressing. And when I first started, I would go to therapy two to three times a week. So it was like, so it wasn't like no regular fucking therapy. It was like intense fucking therapy because I knew once the, once the, the shit was open, it was open the vault. And I knew that, you know, I needed it. I knew that it was necessary. I knew that I had to go and I knew I had to really dive deep and do the work because it was a lot to, to go, you know, it was, it was a lot, right? It was a lot. And I've talked about this. And so then as it started evolving as to why I was there, you know, when I started understanding the hurt, breaking down the hurt, realizing some things that I needed to start working on, whether it was forgiveness, forgiveness of myself, forgiveness of others and shit, closure of situations that, you know, maybe someone didn't give me right. Things that I probably never really was going to have the answer to, but what am I going to do now? Like I need to, you know, close this situation. So then it started moving into that. Then it's then after that, it started moving into, okay, what will make Mika happy? Because I don't think that, I don't think I've ever really been happy. I think honestly, I've had just, um, 
a lifetime of unhappiness. And it's crazy because I think when I tell people that they don't believe me because they're like, but you always, you know, have a positive attitude and you're always like super nice. And I'm like, yeah, but it doesn't mean necessarily that, you know, I feel that way about myself. You know, like sometimes I used to, and I, and I still do it a little bit now. Sometimes I might get a compliment and I know that I'm great. Right. Like I, like I know that I am genuinely a good, a good person. Like I work on, I work on this and I might hear somebody say it and I, I can still kind of shy a little bit away from the compliment only because I, and as I'm saying, like, I, and I don't know why and that's something I'm still kind of working on because it's just like, I know that certain things about me and how I affect others, um, in positive ways. Like I know that, but it's sometimes hearing it, I'm still just like, man, you know, I don't know. And so, um, so yeah, so then I started, you know, working on like really recreating myself who I wanted to be and really trying to figure out what is my happiness on my soulmate episode. Don't remember which one it was, but it's my soulmates versus soul ties episode. I talked about how my nephew Avery was my soulmate. I, I believe that. And the year he was born, um, about six, seven months before he was born, my dad had passed and the levels of the shit that I was doing to myself that people didn't even know. Like I was basically struggling in silence. I mean, I would come home from work. I like, I still will work, but I think I was definitely a functional alcoholic for sure during that period. And I would drink two bottles of wine a night. You know, I I smoke cigarettes at the time. I don't, I don't smoke now, but at the time I was smoking cigarettes. I was like, damn, they're going through a whole fucking pack. I mean, like I only would, I only would do this stuff in private, like, like in the dark at night, like, you know, so no one knew I basically struggling in silence. Like no one knew that I was doing this shit. Like, you know, and I would come home and I would get fucking wasted, like just, just completely numb myself to what the fuck I'm feeling. And like at the time I was in a relationship, the relationship, um, you know, fell apart. Uh, maybe it already was going to, I don't know, but was I different? Yeah. Like I was fucking hurting. Right. And I never, I never, uh, had the feeling of relying on somebody else. So I never knew what vulnerability felt like. And I felt like I had to just be strong and like, you know, um, I didn't cry when my dad died. I don't think I ever really properly grieved it, you know? Um, it was just weird. Like I was just fucked up. Right. And so that, that type of behavior went on all the way until my nephew was born. And then when he was born, I was so fucking just happy. And then, you know, I looked at him, I saw my dad and I was just like, yo, like you need to get your shit together because, you know, being an aunt is something that I completely love. You know, I love trying to break generational cycles because we really wasn't around our aunts and uncles, unfortunately, growing up due to, you know, family strife. And so, you know, for me, I, I made in my mind at an early age, like when we, you know, when my, me and my sisters, you know, we have kids, like we're going to break generational cycles and not do the same shit because kids, kids should have villages, right? Like when your parents can't show up, your aunt show up, right? Your aunt can't show up, your grandma show up. You know, like always having somebody there knowing that he has people like they have people to lean on and shit like that. So it was really just important to me to have like 
the village, you know, and have that um, relationship. So that relationship was something that's super special to me to this day because it saved my life. Honestly, I think that I, I don't know. Uh, that shit was a really fucking dark time, you know. Um, I, sometimes I, I don't even know if I even wanted to live. And so, you know, when I sit and just think about that, it, I try not to, but sometimes I just think about just how far, you know, I've come. And so, you know, this year when I was thinking about uh, my birthday, sorry, y'all, it makes me emotional. Um, I did a 5K uh, with my family. And so this was my first uh, race with my nephew, Avery. And it was just a moment for me because, you know, now he's older and, and just seeing him and just, and so every time I see him, I'm reminded of, you know, how I felt when he was born. And I'm reminded of how he really rebirthed my spirit and how much he made me happy. And that's how I know he's my soulmate, because I think that soulmates are people and it could be love soulmates. It could be whatever, right? Um, it doesn't necessarily have to be, you know, love relationships, but love all the same. And when it's somebody who completely moves and shifts you and changes you drastically, right? In so many ways. And that, and that is definitely Avery for me. And so being able to do a race with him and my family and just have this moment, it was great. I think even beyond all the material things I got, which I loved all those too, but those are things that speak to me. They speak so deep to me, you know? Uh, and things that I'm not going to forget and having pictures and just, you know, just memories and, um, being able to reflect. So when I got home and leading up to my birthday, cause that was on a Saturday, so leading up to my birthday on Wednesday, I just sat there on Tuesday night and I was like, you are so fucking blessed like like I was I didn't even care about like what I was gonna get for my birthday like presents and all that stuff like I I felt so overjoyed you know just from being around family like on that day and being able to look over and see my nephew who saved my life you know who very much sparked my healing journey he is the reason why I talk on this show and why I'm so passionate about healing and why I'm so passionate about really doing the fucking work because life can be so fucked up. And when you don't have that, you know what I'm saying? And knowing where I came from and just, you know, being so fucking low. And then when you start, when I really started breaking down myself and just thinking about like, damn, your ass really was out here just doing shit and hurting people and just, just doing fucked up shit because I was fucked up, you know, hurt people, hurt people. And I was just leaving, leaving a wake of tears, you know, behind me. And I did not want to be that. I didn't want to be that in my thirties. I didn't want to be that type of person in general. And I love the person that I am today. I love that I've had the ability to recreate myself and have meaningful relationships with people, have healthy relationships with people, I love being an aunt. I love my relationship with my kids and being blessed to be a bonus mom and have that. And so this year was just a very happy birthday for me. And, and you know, honestly, it's the first time I can actually say, like, I was actually really genuinely happy on my birthday and at my birthday. Um, 
And so I'm just looking forward to the future. I'm looking forward to more because it's just been a really hard and long journey, even getting to this point of where I even understand what even makes me happy, right? And for some people that might sound crazy, but it's not. Because so many people walk around here, y'all, unhappy, fucking miserable, complaining all fucking day, you know, all types of shit, you know, unhappy at home. You know what I'm saying? Like, and I, I'm telling you, I was that person one time, like where it was just, I was just unhappy, you know, and doing things, you know? And so I'm just really thankful. And that's what I most, mostly want to talk about today. Just give you a little reflective piece. And I'm so thankful for this show. I love being able to get on here and talk to you guys and let you hear just what I got going on. And honestly, my goal has always been for this show. If hearing me talk about my journey might spark you to where you want to talk about some things or you want to, you know, dive deep in some shit. Like this is what the fuck is about, right? Fucking happiness. One life. We only have this one, the one that we're in. And so we have to live this bitch, you know, as happy as we, as we can and, and whole, you know, because you don't want to look back one day and be like, damn, I wasted all this time being in this state when I could have just taken the time and put it in the work and, you know, uh, done something differently. And so for me, like, I definitely want, wanted to be different. I definitely wanted to be kind, be good, you know, um, be a good, uh, you know, role model and stuff like that. And so I'm really thankful that I've had the opportunity to, you know, go through this journey. I'm still on this journey. There's so many things that, you know, I'm still working on. I'm still getting through, but this year I am very thankful. Um, in the future, I was asked yesterday, well, your next trip around the sun, what is it that you want to work on? And it wasn't even hard for me to answer because I already know. So for the next year, you know, last year we spent a lot of time getting, getting the child ready for school off to college. And so we spent, if anybody ever go through that, you know, the senior year in general, you know, you have senior year, mind you, you know, the kids were going through their COVID shit. You know, our child was virtual the whole time. He really struggled with being virtual. Um, it was really hard for him not having like the most social life, um, especially when we were in the throes of COVID. So we had to deal with that. And that kind of made us put a lot of stuff that we might've been personally doing on the back burner. Then leading into high school graduation, then we threw him a big graduation party. And then after the summer got here, you know, you're kind of scrambling, trying to get shit ready for his dorm da, 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 and making sure that we had everything together for that. And um, and just spending time and talking to him and making sure like this dude is ready to be out on his own. And just, that was a whole thing. And so, you know, uh, that was things that we kind of put, um, I basically ended up putting a lot of things for myself on a back burner. So there's a lot of things I've talked about on the show that like I have been working on and I was so busy. It just wasn't enough fucking time of the day on top of me actually, you know, working a job and things like that. So for me, like my thing that I want to work on the most is, uh, definitely, you know, getting out some of the stuff that I want to do for the show, the merch, the logo is about to be changed. So it's going to be a revamp of that. And a few other things that I have down the channels that we're going to talk about later in the year. And and a lot of those stuff is coming in January. And then also, um, I plan on starting my career change and kind of like, you know, trying to go into the area that I want to work on, which is therapy. And so starting these new journeys, right? I'm in a new city, new adventures, meeting new people. 
And so those are all the things that I kind of want to build upon, you know, in the next year. And I'm so fucking excited about it because the time is now and I have nothing, you know, stepping in front of me and things that I have to put off. And so now I'm just pressing the gas. And so that's my goal. And so next year, when I talk about this, when I turn 38, we're going to see what I got going on. Um, so that's all I have today, y'all. So definitely, uh, don't forget to follow me. You can find me on Instagram is at it's just my thoughts underscore podcast. You can find me on Twitter is at IJMT podcast. Also, if you want to be a part of the show, or you got any questions for me, you can find me on my social medias too, but you can also email me and that's uh, IJMT podcast at gmail.com. Also, don't forget to subscribe to the show. Follow that way you can get episode updates. You can find me on SoundCloud, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Audible, wherever you can pretty much find streaming services, you can pretty much find me. So definitely follow. Tell a friend, tell a friend. Leave me feedback, right? Let me know how you feel about the show. And uh, if it's anything that you want to hear me talk about as well, or, or even people that I had on in the past, if you want to hear them come back or something like that, um, I'm down for whatever. So just let me know. And uh, so I thank you so much for listening. It's Mika here and I appreciate you.